This is a podcast brought to you by The Stress Times and The Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Straits Times and The Business Times, where we break down financial tips so that you can get started on them right after listening to this episode. I'm Chris Lim and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. Today, we're pleased to have sisters Rhonda and Race Wong, who are co-founders of Oh My Home, omh.sg, that's the website. Oh My Home is an online one-stop shop that aims to make housing transactions in Singapore simple, fast and affordable. However, there are quite a few myths and misconceptions about the property market floating around the internet and, you know, WhatsApp chat groups and Facebook groups, etc. Rhonda and Race are here to help us dispel the top myths about buying and selling HDB properties. Let's get started on some of the top misconceptions here. What's number one on the list? Number one on the list is that buyers are willing to pay a high premium, including cash over valuation for a unit that they like. Now, sellers often think so. They say, look, I spent so much money renovating, buyers must be willing to pay. But however, that's not always the case because valuation has to come in play when it comes to the housing loans. And therefore, no matter how much a buyer likes your unit, if the valuation does not match with your selling price, it will be very difficult for them to secure a housing loan. In other words, just because you think this price is right doesn't mean the price is right. That's right. Okay, what's number two then? Number two is people think that everything is negotiable during the transaction of a unit. So the handover, the transaction period is pretty long. It takes um, three months. So some people might think that I can negotiate for extension of stay because maybe their new flat is not ready. Instead of three months, I would like to stay for another six months. All these things might not be applicable. So do not think that everything is negotiable as so long as that the price is all right. Yeah, there are a lot of factors to take into consideration. That's interesting, Race. So is there room for negotiation? So you say that not everything is negotiable. Some things are. How much room is there for negotiation then? For example, for the extension of stay, you can apply to HDB to allow you to stay for a few more months. But I think the maximum is just three months. You can't say that, oh, I would like to stay another nine months. That's not possible. So what about the next uh, myth? The next myth is that people think that when you have a very good negotiator, the person can defy and detect the market forces such that you feel like, oh, you know, I'm a good bargain. Um, I can, instead of 450000 I can push to sell my property at 500000 That's not true. It could be true back in those days where information is not as readily available. But these days, once you go online, you can see current market asking prices, how many units are there on the, on the market. You might think that, oh, I have the best unit, but once you go online, there might be 10 other units around your block that's around the same size but selling cheaper than you. Then, you know, you really have to adjust your selling price. Right. So I can't say like, oh, I've thrown in 10 koi points in my flat. <laughs> I've done it nicely to taste. I've followed all the latest trends. It doesn't really matter because yes. people are just looking at the unit as a whole. Especially when it comes to renovation, everyone has their own their own preference, right? You might think that your renovation costs thirty thousand and it's amazing, <laughs> but maybe I think that oh, you know, I don't like yellow. Mm. I'm gonna repaint the entire place and refurnish. 
Would you say that it's a bit more of a transparent market these days? I mean, the old days, you know, whisper something to your ear. And, wow, okay, I know something no one else knows. It might be in your private WhatsApp group, but it may not be as exclusive a piece of information as you might think. Yes, especially when it comes to pricing. Okay, mm-hmm. mm. uh, what about the next uh, myth that we should know of? Well, I'm back to the cash over valuation portion. A lot of people think that cash over valuation is cash profit that sellers can get from the sale. That means they get to keep that money. That's not always the case, especially for negative sales. Now, the cash over valuation will be required to be refunded back to CPF to make up for the losses sustained in the OA account. Now, this expectation of cash over valuation will sometimes make it even harder to sell the unit in today's market. So what do you mean by negative sales, Rhonda? That means you actually don't make money. You make a loss Mm. from the unit. Okay. And then that has to be refunded. The cash over valuation has to be refunded. Yes, to make up for the difference. How common is it to have a negative sale? Is it when people have to sell, even though they're going to lose money, they need need to to be liquid urgently, and so they they put up with uh, actually losing money? People sell for uh, many different reasons and sometimes despite a negative sale, people would still um, go ahead with the transaction. Could be that they're moving back to their parents' home, they have other plans in mind or they're migrating. Now we see um, negative sales from time to time because about five or six years ago, when you think about since 2013, prices have been declining. So that means all the 20,000 of units that has transacted every single year since then, fast forward today after the five years of minimum occupancy period, most of them would be hovering around the negative sales territory. We've been talking to Rhonda and Ray Wong, co-founders of Oh My Home. If you like these money hacks tips so far, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Rhonda and Ray Wong. So, misconceptions and myths. Are there any more myths? Yes, we have one last myth to highlight. And that is, a lot of people think that capital appreciation is equal to profit, which means that if you had bought your HCB at 400000 and you're selling it at $450,000 today, you might think that you would have made a profit of 50000 But the thing is, you have to take into consideration the mortgage interest and also interest on your CPF. A lot of people do not know that there is interest on CPF. But the fact is, it is exactly like borrowing money from your future money. Although CPF belongs to you at the end of the day, but you still have to pay an interest for using it. So a lot of people you find in your experience, uh, they aren't aware of this and then they get a shock. Yes. Like, oh, I only used 50000 from CPF. Why am I going to return $60,000 today? And this is why scribbling on the back of a napkin might not be the best idea. It might be a better idea to use an online calculator, for example. Uh, yes. You have an online calculator? On yes, we have on our app. Mm-hmm. Just download the app, Oh My Home. And it takes into account all these things that you might miss out yes. when scribbling on the back of uh, an envelope. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. just give us a call will do the calculations for you too. And what's the hotline number? 6886-9009. So myths and misconceptions. Do you find that all these you've mentioned are quite common among customers or inquiries, whether through your agents or questions submitted through your website or app? Are these very common among people who approach you or are these the minority? As in, do most people know about these things already? Well, most people, they have this idea that they get to keep the cash, that people are willing to pay more for a beautiful unit. So they don't often discuss it because they just assume that that's true. So it's often when our um, in-house agents or our customer service team is chatting with them, 
that we will come across these conversations and we'll be letting them know, hey, that's not the case. You know, just be mindful that you have to return the CPF interest. So that's when we come across it. So they don't actually call us and say, hey, I just want to check if this is true. They would have already assumed that it's true. Well, that's one very good tip. I mean, we've learned today, you know, and really break all those misconceptions. Listen to our Money Hacks episodes and you can really get a clearer picture. And that's a wrap for Money Hacks. We hope you like all this dispelling of myths and misconceptions. Rhonda and Ray, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Do subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor. Thank you.